HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Union Beer. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Hey, I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43 and the Good Beer Seal. You know, it's for, uh, February 14th. 2017, that's Valentine's Day. So we brought in uh, some of my favorite uh, beer bar owners slash experts. We got Justin Phillips. How are you, buddy? I'm, I'm good. How are you, Jimmy? And uh, your beer table. Yep. Yep. And you got two shops now. What, what, I tell do. us what's we're, going We're on. in Grand Central and down in the World Trade Center. And we got a good, good buddy, Dan. Jimmy, happy thing. Uh, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day. So we're all married. So we're, you know, we're, we've been. I was stood in line today for, for an hour to get flowers, but we we did what we did. But of course, it's there's got to be a Valentine's theme, and uh, so we picked you know beer and chocolate. But leading up to New York City Beer Week, we're trying to focus a little bit more on the places you're going to actually buy beer. You know, there's so many great breweries now in New York City, brewery tasting rooms. We wanted to go back a little old school, you know, to some of the beer bars that kind of put craft beer on the map in New York City. And both you guys, Dan, you know, the Pony Bar. And and, and Justin with Beer Tables, you really did that. So, um, you know, first big shout-out to our sponsor, Union Beer Distributor, supplier of world-class ales and lagers. And uh, in the studio, you might be getting someone tweeting or on Instagram at, uh, at beer underscore session. So check us out, Heritage Radio Network. We're happy to be here today. We've got some great guests. Stephen Hale came in from, uh, you know, Schlafly in, in St. Louis. How are you, man? It's a pleasure to be here. I'm doing well, Jimmy. And with the chocolate component, we've got Andy Laird from uh, Nunu's Chocolate. Hey, Jimmy. In Brooklyn. So, you know, Dan, uh, we were just talking before. Tell us what beers you brought, because, you know, we're, you're trying to showcase what you're doing at the Pony Bar. Yeah, you know, at the Pony Bar, we only serve American-made beer. So I brought three today. I brought uh, the new uh, Petite Rye Saison from Gunhill Brewery. It's uh, brewed in collaboration with the musical Hamilton, the big Broadway smash. I also brought something that's a little lesser known from uh, Long Island, Mustache Brewing, the Sailor Mouth IPA. And then also, I did not know the Shaffley team was going to be here today. I brought uh, a bottle I got from Tom Shaffley. Uh, it's called A Warming Thank You to celebrate their 25th anniversary. And uh, we'll probably crack that at some point. And that's great that you guys came in, too. <laughs> it would be a pleasure to taste it again, Steve. especially with you here in New York. And then, Justin, what did you bring? Again, like in the old school, you know, when Dan opened the Pony Bar, it really was like craft beer was coming of age. You know, you, you had you know American crafts, affordable pricing, and, and it really blew up. And then for you, Justin, you, you were to me like the, the, the beer sommelier. You had beer table and... You've grown it. To, to, now you have a couple bottle shops. Uh, what did you bring from from your collection? Because you have some cool stuff. Yeah, I was just digging around for some kind of unusual things that weren't necessarily obvious beer pairing things. Um, a vintage bottle of Bascune from Didol, um from 2009, and then uh, an Italian beer uh, that's blended with Cannonau grapes and orange peel. That's great. So uh, the, the Schlafly guy, that was a great surprise, uh, Stephen. I always love having you on the show. We had you on a few years ago with... Uh, some some of your buddies, with Dan Cotman, yes. And then we 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 were with you last summer, and we got to go with uh, Blakely, 
to a, a tasting at um, what was the place called, Blakely? It's uh, with Tom Schlafly himself. Uh, Northern Bell. Yeah, and yeah, you said she didn't want to talk, but we're going to get her on. That's fine. Hi, everybody. And you're, you're the great rep. <laughs> we, got, we got beer owners, you know, beer bar owners, uh, you know, brewers, and, and beer reps, and chocolate makers. So it's Valentine's, guys. I'd rather be doing this than anything else. And Dan, you're my date tonight, right? Yeah, that's right. You know, I've known you longer than my wife, so it only made sense <laughs> that we're together again. That's good. All right, so Andy, let, let's 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 make it kind of like a, a, a beer bar kind of beer and chocolate tasting. So. Let's go through the beers and and the chocolate, and uh, we'll have some fun tonight. Sure. Well, uh, it looks like we've got... If you're listening at home, you can light a candle. If you want to cuddle up, you guys. Put on some uh, jazz music. Uh, Oh! And uh, I brought the... uh, One of our dark chocolate bars. It's the Bacon Toffee Crunch. So the... um, the, I think there's some over there, Jimmy. Uh, So just the smokiness um, is meant to kind of complement and accentuate... Both in in the chocolate and in the the beer itself. We are tasting this chocolate with Schlafly Smoked Stout, which is a brand new beer for us, nine and a half percent. We tasted a little bit this afternoon. Just flew in today, just for you, Jimmy, for this show. Um, and it is, I think, pretty sublimely delicious. And I've got in one hand, I should have put this chocolate down on a piece of paper because it's totally melted in my fingers now. I'm probably going to drop it on my kilt or something. But uh, the combination is about to happen for me. So uh, I'll let Andy keep talking about the chocolate or Jimmy about the well, beer. Well, how about this? When, when, when you heard it was a, a chocolate show today, you guys went ahead and picked these beers, right? Did, who picked the beers? Will pick them or Steven? Team effort. Yeah. Team effort. And what about for you guys, for, for Dan and Justin, you know, I mean, Justin, at your new shop in, near the World Trade Center, you're selling chocolate as well as beer, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A small part of what we do. So, what, you know, and you're, to me, you're like a master pairer, and you really got to give props. Do, do the clapping, David, because Justin Phillips really is one of the, the deans of beer in New York City. Taught me a lot, but, you know, what, what, what experience do you go through? You know, you want to have beer and chocolate. You know, what are you looking for? I don't really believe in pairings, Jimmy, at all. <laughs> No, we just like experimenting and just trying lots of different things. And sometimes it's delicious, sometimes it's not. And for me, that's what it's all about: is like not having preconceived ideas and just trying. trying so, like, trying, what? Trying. first thing that comes in your mind with this pairing, do you? Nothing really. I mean, it's just <laughs> great chocolate and great beer. I mean, I'm pairing what's in my right hand. I'm pairing it with what's in my left hand, and it goes great together. One year we had Garrett Oliver from Broken Brewery on. You know, he can talk, and a chocolate maker, Clay Gordon, and they talked about the science, the intricate science of, of you know, your palate and chocolate and tasting. But um, I'm kind of with you guys. I think it just tastes good. It's kind of like you can't really screw up a chocolate and beer pairing, can you, Andy? Well, you you can. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's pretty much four four things that could result. It can either not work, or it can work because it brings something unique out in the chocolate. Or it can work because it brings something unique out in the beer and accentuates something there. And then sometimes you get this kind of fourth thing where they just meld and it's it's kind of beyond just feeding into one or the other, which is, is kind of my favorite. And that's when you do get those surprises. And I mean, this is kind of a no-brainer because, you know, you've got kind of a smoky bacon, a smoked stout. Those play, they feed into each other. Um, pretty well, but uh, sometimes I love just like throwing just very random, you know, sours or just some even things that you would think might be too gentle and get bullied by the chocolate. Um, sometimes they find ways of just really asserting themselves and you know coming up with this really cool, interesting thing. And, and none of it can really be done with your brain; it just has to be done with your palate and just trying it out. And do you guys at Schlafly, do you guys do a lot of beer, beer pairings at all? Or we do. Chocolate? We encourage them for whatever people want to do individually. Uh, and as Andy said, there are a lot of things that don't work, but it has to kind of work for you. And you have a, there's enough information out there, out there about pairings that do work together. Because I look around the room and see empty glasses and no more chocolate in the hands. I kind of think this tasting does work. So this is one that uh, I think was a, a success. And did I say happy Valentine's Day yet? Thanks, man. <laughs> it's the love fest. So, Dan, you know, uh, the Pony Bar, you, you started up, um, you know, you, I heard you made some changes. 
Tell us what's going on. We did. We did make some changes. It's sort of a, sort of a separation. My my partner and I are going to go our separate ways. I'm going to keep the Pony brand and the Pony Bar on the Upper East Side uh, on 75th and 1st, and then he'll keep our our three stores in Hell's Kitchen. And the Pony Bar in Hell's Kitchen is is closed now, and it'll be reopening under a different concept. And it's you know it's all good. It's 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 good for everybody. I think. So the Pony Bar Upper East Side doing very well. So evolving, moving forward. Yeah, moving forward, looking forward to better days, you know. Well, I'd say, I, you know, you, you wonder about that, you know, because there's so much talk about breweries these days. And I still think it, I'm more interested in the really good beer bars and, you know, the things that you guys do. Are there things that you, you've learned that, that set you apart from other bars? I mean, for both you guys, Justin and Dan, you know, about service or, or the selection of beer you're carrying? Yeah, I mean, we're we're draft only and we're uh, American only. We recently, about a month ago, started doing these things called Dan's Cans, where we'll get beer from breweries that don't distribute. They're breweries that self-distribute, like like Sailor Mouth or like Other Half or like Threes, where you sort of have, um, you know, I'm not going to go wait in line for 11 hours for a case of beer, but at the same time, if I have an opportunity to sell it, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna sell it and. So that's one thing we're trying that's a little different, This the, the can aspect. It's uh, really limited, but it's going well. Uh, I know Justin, his, his concept's a little different, but the, 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 the brewery aspect, the beer aspect, is and the bar aspect, I feel like it's changing constantly and faster and faster. Justin, the dean of beer bars. Um, I don't know. I mean, the thing that I've always felt really strongly about with Beer Table is is presenting beer to basically anyone and everyone, whether or not they think they care about beer. Um, <clears throat> it's just such a wide subject that's always changing and expanding and becoming so many things um, that I've always liked representing like the full breadth of what it can be. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's still the thing that excites me a decade no, plus great. later. You guys have great places. So anyways, just, just roll with us tonight. We're going to Try a lot of beer and, and chocolate pairings. And, um, you know, Andy, I'm putting you on the spot because you're, you're kind of our chocolate guy. <laughs> want to roll this through. And, uh, and Will, too, jump in. What, what's your take on, uh, you know, beer and food pairings, particular beer and chocolate? Beer and chocolate, uh, there's a wide range of things you can do with it. I mean, as soon as I heard that this was going on, I was like, oh, I'm going to load my backpack up with a bunch of stouts. But, you know, there's uh, a lot of other things that you can do with it. Um, you know, there's a lot of really awesome fruity beers that can pair well with uh, with chocolate. I- I'm excited to try some of these other beers that, that these guys brought out. Um, but, yeah, there's a wide, wide range of things you can do with them. Yeah, that, that's what I find m- more interesting, actually, is when they're playing against some of these tropes. If, if you already... A lot of people, like distributors or breweries, will say, oh, hey, you know, this will be perfect with chocolate. Because there's already chocolate elements there, mm-hmm. so yeah, that it'll it'll be nice and yummy, I'm sure. But it, it's more interesting for me to kind of push where we can take things and 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 find those different styles that present that opportunity to kind of blow your you know blow your mind with like, oh wow, I really get that banana in, mm-hmm. in you know in that wheat beer coming out with this chocolate, and uh, so like we definitely don't try to play into when we do you know we've got two two shops in brooklyn where you can sit have a beer glass of wine watch us making chocolates right there and we we do beer and chocolate pairings wine and chocolate pairings and a lot of times it's it's we avoid those things like oh here's just a bunch of dark beers and you know they work but it's there's so much in the range of craft beer that, like, there's lots of different avenues to explore and see how you can accentuate things and say, well, let's try this with a white chocolate and because that's super bitter and we want to bring some sweetness to mm-hmm. it with and vanilla, you know, with the white chocolate and just finding those different um, kind of odd things. Like, and and again, it's just trying it and and. It could fail miserably, but it's it's always worth. I mean, at the end of the day, you're still drinking a good beer and having some good chocolate. Right. Whether they work together, you know, that's up to you. But um, so I, we we do a um, a thing called the Nunu Six Pack Beer Box, and it's six pieces. Each one has a different um, craft beer mixed into the ganache, oh, nice. and the ganache is really 
the softer chocolate in the in the middle of of a piece. And you get that from infusing cream and chocolate together and whatever you can, you know. So get you have to pick different flavors there. But there's a box of six. Yeah. So we instead of the cream, we substitute in beer. Um, and so this always we rotate our taps at the shops. So this box always changes, and you know people pick it up and be like, "Oh, I I love this." So, you, you so know, you're actually awesome. using beer it's on the taps and making chocolate with yeah, it. Yeah, literally using it as an ingredient. Well, what's what's the beer that we're drinking now? It's uh, so anniversary. I think Stephen pulled out the warming thank you ale um, that that we did for our 25th anniversary. Uh, it's a winter warmer. Um, I think we're going to get a lot of cinnamon, allspice. Um, very spice heavy beer uh, for this, so we'll, this is one that you know we'll, we'll see how it plays with the chocolate. And everyone has something different, so who knows what's going to happen? Well, mine's chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, what's inside? Just something. Uh, it's good. Yeah, you've got. Well, uh, these are all uh, different ones. So which one you, you kind of? I know my square with chocolate. I can vouch I for I can vouch for sharing the delicious one with Blakely. It was really good. I agree. There's yeah. There's a there's a key, so you know what you're actually. But you took the key before you passed it down. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I, I hung to it. we were keyless. They're, yeah, they're all in there. No, and they're great chocolates. And I, I, I want to talk about you guys. We're gonna take a break in a minute. But when I first met you guys, you were selling. Wholesale. We used to carry your chocolates at Jimmy's Number Forty Three when right. you were just opening the shop. And then, why did you decide to, to put in beer and wine? Just kind of novel for a chocolate shop. Well, we we were working fourteen hour days, and so we figured we at the end of that day we'd want some beer and wine very close at hand. So, if also if, if it's seven in the morning, might as well leave the door unlocked so someone can come in and have a latte. If it's 7 p.m., someone can have a glass of Pinot Noir or a craft beer. So we just ended up having that as a part of the experience while we were there anyway making chocolate. So it, it started that way, and then basically anything you can get your hands on when you're in that kitchen making chocolates, you, you just throw it into the recipe. Blakely, what do you think about your chocolate and this beer? I mean, what I have to say is you guys are making my Valentine's Day. <laughs> I, like, I like to be with friends on Valentine's Day. You know, this is pretty great. And, uh, thank you, David. Miss, uh, and Steve, a quick thing. One more thing about this beer, 25th anniversary. Uh, 8% spiced holiday ale. Uh, I think it was designed to go with chocolate on Valentine's Day. Just had to save it until today. <laughs> and we're going to taste a lot of beer and a lot of chocolate on this show. So we'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. In 1996, L. Knife & Son acquired Union Beer Distributors, which was originally located on Union Avenue in Brooklyn, but has since expanded to its present location alongside the English Kills Canal in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Union Beer has grown dramatically in the last decade as the primary distributor of Anheuser-Busch products for Kings County, Brooklyn, through the hiring and development of the best people in the industry. In 2003, Union Beer acquired a powerful catalog of specialty brands, which immediately positioned them as the craft beer supplier to accounts in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. Union perpetually tweaks their portfolio to maintain the highest level of stylistic breadth with the most coveted brands available. Through the highest possible level of service, outstanding salesmanship of the ultimate lineup of brands, and a paramount focus on education on all levels, Union Beer has solidified its position as the only source for the best selection of beers in the 14 counties of southeastern New York. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. Hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio. Hey, check us out, heritageradionetwork.org. There's room for new members and uh, business members. In fact, locally, Three's Brewing and Brooklyn Brew Shop uh, Beer Kits are our special business members now, too. And our big sponsor is Union Beer Distributors. That's it. There's so many people in this room. It's talented. It's Valentine's Day. It is a love fest, and um, I guess because we got chocolate and beer. Can you beat chocolate and beer as a pairing? What do you think, Dan? I'm a big, you know, cheese and beer for me. Cheese and beer. What about you, Justin? About wine and wine and cheese is good. Of course, delicious. <laughs> I'll eat it all. There's a lot of good ones. And Blakey, what your your best Valentine's ever? 
she this of course <laughs> of course you guys are making it i was not looking forward to today but this has been amazing minus you being here i will tell you my valentine's story this is valentine's you asked and, about pairings jimmy yeah but i'm telling you my valentine's stout story. and oysters that's a good one. Yeah. And then, uh, and then March 10th and 11th at the Schlaffy Tavern. <laughs> and, and Garrett Oliver's great pairing from the Brewmaster's Table, it's barley wine and Stilton. You know? What are some, what are some other favorite pairings you guys have? Because beer and chocolate's an easy one, but it's broad-based. Justin? I'm a fan of pairing drinks with drinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny, man. Well, and, uh, what all right. I'll tell you my Valentine's story. It's, it's, no one else can read this. When I was in college one time, there was someone that there was a mutual crust situation that never went in anywhere because literally the moment that I went to her dorm room to put flowers on her door, she was at my dorm room putting homemade cookies on my door. And that was when there weren't cell phones and stuff. So basically, we, we were looking for each other, but the time we got back to each other's dorms, we found our presence, and that was it. We never... Did anything ever again, but that's what Valentine's is like, and that's why you're here, Blakely, right? It's a little bit of, you know, misdirection and uh, hopes, and I find actually in restaurants, I don't like it as a restaurant owner. I find there's a lot of hype around it, and uh, I'd rather be with you guys tonight, so... I agree with that. I'm not knocking I Hallmark Holiday, agree. but yeah. it's, good for, it's good for flower sellers, Cheers. I'll tell you that. There was an hour line for the best flowers in my neighborhood today, but... You know, Jimmy, can we get some candles and dim the lights? I yeah. just want to be here for the rest of the night. It's pretty Let's good. Do that. This is like an election night thing. Everyone's like emotional and got. My wife is like nine hundred miles away, so I'm. Uh, At least she knows where you are. I'm here. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. So Andy, let's, let's keep going through these chocolates. So we just poured Dan. What, what did we just pour? Or, or Justin? Oh, this is the uh, again. This is the Gun Hill Brewing uh, up in the Bronx. Good guys doing good stuff up there. This is their. Uh, oh, the, the Hamilton beer. Yeah, exactly. The Hamilton beer. It's a rye saison. Uh, we've had it on tap a few times this is the first time we've had it in a can part of our dan's cans collection uh it's very easy drinking it, i thought it was unique i thought it'd be something different we could i could bring out here that maybe people hadn't had yet um, it's drinking great right now yeah it's I, i've really liked saison's working with the chocolate um in this box right now we've got a transmitter uh, mahogany saison. I think it's his. I forget. They always do the number thing, so uh, I can't remember exactly. I think it's S one. That's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. one. Yeah. That, no, I had it. We had it. You had the S one. Yeah, and you get you get a little bit of that spice coming through, and it's it, there's there's it's just kind of a great. Again, that that might be one of those examples of what people think it would be too gentle or get you know just bulldozed over. But that that's been a lot of fun, and saisons yes. can vary so much. You you don't necessarily just replace a saison with another saison. It it'll be a different <laughs> quantity that you add into the recipe, and um, each each one is is definitely unique. How do you put um, chocolate into beer? I mean, beer into chocolate. <laughs> well, we've done both yeah. actually. We've I've I've gone out to Barrier, I've gone out to other half, and brewed beers with our chocolate as well. Um, but when we're when we're using beer as the ingredient in in our chocolate, um, we just we substitute the cream that's in the ganache with the beer itself. We also do it with booze, moonshine, sake, do you reduce absinthe. It or just stir it no, in. you don't. Yeah, you don't. Re- the the booze is still in there. The, it doesn't doesn't burn off at all. Um, so it just becomes. Like, I, there's a little. Alcohol in yeah. this chocolate. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, that's why I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Stephen, if you're you're making a, you're making a beer with chocolate, how do you do that? We are. We uh, we actually have one out now called uh, Double Bean Blonde. It has coffee and chocolate in it. It's absolutely fabulous. We add the coffee by uh, yeah. Jimmy's got it right. It's time. All the glasses are empty. It's warm in here. For all you people listening to us out there, we're suffering for you in this nice little sauna, uh, <laughs> tasting chocolate and beer. But it's for you guys we do this. Uh, the Double Bean Blonde is made with uh, a cold toddy coffee and Ghanaian uh, cocoa nibs added to the beer. 
That is one way to add chocolate to beer. The other way at a science of beer festival is to take little tiny pieces of chocolate and add them to a pint of Kolsch and drop them in the beer and they sink to the bottom. And then the nucleation sites create a lot of bubbles and the chocolate rises to the top, the bubbles pop, and it drops back down. And it goes up and down all night like an adult lava lamp or something. It's a fascinating thing uh, to watch. Does it taste so, good? It tastes – well, if you let it go for – and this will happen seriously for an hour or more um, – the beer gets a little hazy and it's too warm, but yeah, it'll still. You can you can drink the beer and uh, eat the chocolate. You know, Justin. One thing your, your background is amazing. You started out working with Be United, importer of specialty beers. Um, tell us about this beer that you brought because I love the Dola. Yeah, so this is a beer that it definitely is flawed, but it's a really fun vintage beer, 2009 Boscoon from De Dole, um, Belgian kind of strong blonde beer brewed with honey. Um, it is no longer blonde. It is now sort of amberish reddish darker in color it's very oxidized but um i had a fun experience with the brewer a few years ago and he was really kind of pissed off at me for uh maturing these because they develop a really unusual kind of peanut buttery flavor which i really but enjoyed. why is that is that flawed it tastes pretty good yeah no, no I, th- I think it's really fun and i and sometimes i think the flaws are really fun especially when pairing because you get like unusual savory and unusual you know interesting flavors that are fun for different foods, so I'm offending you with this as well, which I brought that you can snack on alongside. <laughs> so what's your, right. What chocolate did you bring, Justin? Just a little peanut butter cup. Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> I guess it's all chocolate, right? Yeah. I mean, is, is there really a way to differentiate you know, chocolate from chocolate? Like, the other day I went to the supermarket and I got Lintz and Paragina, and someone did a chocolate event where she was just buying you know, chocolate and melting it and making treats. I mean, how do I know what, what I'm getting when I'm buying chocolate? Well, I mean, our philosophy has always been that the world is a better place when chocolate is involved, and it doesn't have to be our chocolate. So as we love that there's so many different chocolates out there. There's a lot of craft chocolate. Then there's, then there's the big chocolates as well. And, you know, in a way, I consider that more candy, but it's... It's still if you enjoy it, that's all that really matters. So that's the difference: is candy versus chocolate. Well, yeah, slightly, on, only in that you know, with the craft kind of chocolate scene, it, which is a bit similar to the way you know the craft beer scene has has developed. People are getting more and more specific and developing you know r- avenues of of okay, well, this is a single origin, you know, this percentage. All of that, thank you. There's more packaging with the candy. Right. This Reese's, there's like, there's like, what like a, such a jerk. Paper. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're showcasing your new beer and chocolate shop, Justin. Yes, yes. This Reese's peanut butter, but it's actually pretty good, right? And the peanut butter inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Legendary. With the beer. I was getting raspberry notes in the beer, so the peanut butter, nice compliment. Yeah. Mm. I think we got to keep going. Let's do one more beer. Come on. And then Blakely, you know, so we met you last summer. You, you've been a rep for how, how long in New York City now? For um, exactly a year last Wednesday. So Yay. I've been here for a while. Yay! And, and you were working, by fast. You were working for Schlafly's. Yes, buddies. Yes. <laughs> Schlafly's in St. Louis. No, I wasn't. I was working no. for another brewery moving here. But right. from St. Louis originally. So I've been beer for a while. And what are some of the, the accounts that, that you like a lot that, in New York City? Pony bar, um, no pressure, no beer pressure. table. Uh, <laughs> not to, not those, are, hij- those are both great ones, though. They really are. Not to hijack this, but Tom Shafley. Yes. Legendary. Yes. Epic man. Yes. A great man. Yes, yes. You met him for the first time at the... Pony bar. Yeah, really? I did, yeah. I did, right before I was hired. So, yep, Dan was there. He helped me make, or he helped make me look good, so... Well, you know, going back to Pony bar... He, you have this knack for getting in these. I mean, we, we did the Sierra Nevada goes a launch at, at your Pony Bar. You know, how, how do you make these connections with, with all these great brewers? I mean, Pony Bar becomes the place in Manhattan to do things. Um, Let's pop one more beer, kids. Come on. I got a mouthful oh, of chocolate, so I'll be as, as clear as I can. <coughs> Actually, it's candy with it, peanut it, butter. Candy right? with peanut butter. But it's, <laughs> it's not it's chocolate. It's amazing. It's amazing. But um, I guess we, we just try to give breweries and brewers the, the, the opportunity to sort of showcase their wares. We give them a sort of a, 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 you know, a blank slate and say, look, here, here we are. We're in midtown Manhattan. Give us your best. Give us, and we, you know, we, we, we put it out there. Our customers go for it. Or they don't, but they usually do. And that's how we do it. I guess we have a, a probably, like, mo- like most places, and most people probably have some goodwill built up, you know, 
So when brewers come to New York and breweries come to New York, we for, for either for launches or for events or for beer weeks, we have an opportunity to sort of host them. And who are some of the other big name brewery owners that that have a relationship with you? I know, like you had, you had Ken Grossman from Sierra Nevada. Yeah, we've had Ken Grossman a few times. It's been really it's, it's been great. I'm a huge Sierra Nevada fan for over 20 years. We've had uh, Sam Calzioni from Dogfish Head. We've had Jim Cook from Boston, you know, Boston Beer Company. We've had Rod Todd from Allagash. We've had Tom Shaffley a number of times. Uh, He's a big fan. And, and, and Stephen Hale. Hale. Was there as, yeah. as, exactly. Right. Recently, we emailed. We exchanged emails. Yes, we did with uh, with Blakely. Yeah. Fabulous. Yep. Yeah. Tom. Tom's a fan of the the handwritten note. Uh, I'm not doing any handwritten notes. Tom. Did mine arrive? No, it's. A, I'm sure it's in route. <laughs> I'll tell you later. You guys spend way too much time together. So, Justin, another one of your like specialty import beers. What is this? It's really good. Uh, it's yeah, an Italian beer from Beer Barley. Um, so it's like it's BB. A, it's like BB, right? Yeah, BB Dexy. Uh, it's a it's a beer wine hybrid. So, uh, beer blended with Canada grapes and a little orange peel, ten percent, very soft texture. Um, I've always thought a really interesting beer, uh, not one that we see around very often. That'd be fun for tonight. It's you know, talk, talk about chocolate. Right around the corner from our studio here in Bushwick is Fine and Raw. Um, our buddy Daniel, uh, he's doing like you know be, bean to bar everything. You know, Andy, what do you have to say about that? I mean, he's. I feel like he's pushing pushing yeah, Dan- the envelope. Daniel's wonderful. It's Daniel it's Sklar. Funny. Yeah, Fine and Raw. Daniel Sklar, um, another South African. My wife is half Danish, half South African. They grew up very close to each other, actually. Um, they didn't know each other until, you know, meeting in the chocolate scene in New York. But um, yeah, it, it's really it's really fun having all these different chocolatiers kind of going out there and trying new things and different um, different things. He's doing kind of a raw chocolate concept where the the chocolate doesn't go above a certain temperature, so it can still be considered raw. Um, and I, I think his stuff is great, and it's very artistically packaged, and he's got a really cool place right around the corner. And then um, it's, it's funny, when we first started out 10 years ago, we, all these new businesses were, you know, we were standing next to each other at, at places like the Brooklyn Flea and all these other kind of small spots, and as... As things developed and grew, you'd look left and you wouldn't see your friend who owned the company. You'd see uh, an employee. And that always felt great because, like, we were all starting to get so busy that you couldn't actually be the person standing there selling it or being at this event. And that that always felt like a, a good thing because it was it was growing and you were having to kind of go into the whole operation of these things. So. He, he's doing he's doing great stuff. I love his job. And you guys are opening another store, right? Yeah, we're going to uh, be right alongside Justin uh, Beer Table right in the World Trade Center. We're literally around the corner, so we'll have to find some good ways to collaborate. You guys are pioneers down there. You know That's very patriotic, and, and cheers to you guys. Justin, this beer that you poured, the BBD Dexty, um, is it better with the... Reese's peanut butter cup or with uh, Nunu's chocolate? I didn't try it, but I'm going to assume with Nunu. Yeah, Nunu. <laughs> yeah, Good answer. We're a little highbrow here. We like candy, but we like chocolate better. So take another short break. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Hey, it's Valentine's. It's beer and chocolate parents. So uh, the, the other story about when I was younger, Valentine's, is that I hate going out on Valentine's and spending too much money. So when I opened my first restaurant, Muggsy's Chow Chow, in 1994, the inspiration was I wanted to be able to take, take someone out and spend $10 total. And in my first place, we had, we had a dish that was $5, so two people could go out for $10, and it included pasta, olives, and salad. How about that for a deal? 
doesn't exist anymore, but they have not including tip and tax. Yeah. When I was talking about the price of restaurants in New York, I mean, sometimes it's ridiculous. I know we're all trying to make a living, but I've been going to Chinatown more lately, and the other day I had like an awesome meal with like you know some greens, rice, and and, and spare ribs. It was four fifty. And I got like four cups of tea, and I tipped them a dollar fifty. I mean, you know, times are tough, and it's like we have to talk about value. But you know, I mean, what do you guys? What do we do about it? Do we eat at home? You know, do, do we do we do we just get beer to go from bottle shops and eat at home? I mean, you know, really, what, what what's the future for us in this country? Serious question. Fair shares. Will I mean, can jump I, in. Yeah, Stephen would probably be better at this, but I mean, I think it's a lot about people starting to learn how to cook for themselves, you know, to shop better for themselves, uh, you know, instead of going to the store and taking two seconds and buying a frozen pizza and a 12-pack of Bud Light, you got to stand in the in the beer aisle for 25 minutes or in a bodega for 25 minutes and figure out what you want, and then you got to go to the grocery and, and take a walk and think about what you're going to cook, and, you know, it's, it's just, I think it's going to take more thought. Yeah. And Justin, so, you know, beer table... I mean, you went from having a very intimate, you know, beer bar that was like a restaurant where you're hand-pouring specialty bottles to having a high, higher volume, you know, specialty beer store. You know, what are people looking for when they're at Grand Central and, and they're on their way home or they're planning, you know, to go home for dinner? What yeah, kind I mean, of beers are they buying? It's definitely a little different than when we started in Brooklyn, but I think the general vibe is the same, that people are looking for something much more special than what they can find otherwise. And, you know, I mean, the World Trade Center store is actually really changing my view of that because we're selling a lot more kind of unusual food you know we have various kinds of animal fat and like just weird things that are on the shelf that are i mean it's an indicator that they're selling that people are buying these things when they came in to buy beer but they're thinking about what kind of really special meal they're going to cook like what and kind of animal fat duck and pork and beef and, right. yeah all of it uh so you're more of a, it's more of a, it's more of a specialty shop definitely yeah. yeah yeah and things that i wasn't really sure that it would work but it's it's working nicely and um, that excites me that people want to like really think about constructing a meal and using beer as a part of that. It's not just a drink; it's a part of your dinner. It's something to eat. So this is like the upscale Valentine's dinner menu by yeah. Justin Phillips. So yeah. going into your shop, pick three food items and three beers. What, what, what could I bring home tonight? Because I can have a pick. pint of duck fat, and you can have a pint of some delicious beer. Um, and give us a couple examples. Couple examples of beers that you'd recommend? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, right now, I mean, our drafts we keep very regional and, and focused, and we certainly have done a lot with Transmitter, and um, that's done well in the Trade Center. It's it's there's a huge call for things from New York in that location in particular, um, which is challenging because the smaller breweries aren't that are right here aren't necessarily packaging their draft, and we are more packaged than draft. Um, so we're trying to figure that out, but the Transmitter's been great because the large format bottles of like something really special. Um, that's one that I'd like to call out for us. That's great. And Dan, do you do it? Do any takeaway? You doing growlers or anything? We do it. We do a ton of growlers. We do a lot of growlers, more than I ever anticipated, especially on big days like Super Bowl, World Series, uh, when fish would play at the Garden every around New Year's <laughs> Eve. You know, we're not that far from the Garden. We would sell a ton of growlers <laughs> for people pre-gaming before they went down to the Garden to see fish for New Year's Eve. Um, back to what Will was saying earlier, just about people are learning to cook for themselves. You know, my wife and I have two kids, so we cook at home six nights a week. We get takeout one night a week. And, you know, it is it is the cost of goods has really gone up a lot. Uh, it, you know, everything's co- everything costs more. Rent is more. Everything has gone up. And we're, we're, we're doing great. But it's, uh, yeah, I never anticipated living in Manhattan and cooking six nights a week. That wasn't what I thought about in 1998 <laughs> when I moved here, you know. It was like, woohoo, we're going tonight, you yeah. know. But well, let's say tonight I'm, I'm, I'm going to your place. I, I, I want to get a quick fix on my way home. Yeah. You know, what are a couple of growlers I would pick up? Because then I can grab and maybe something near you I can get some food to take home. Well, we have a, as always, I feel like we have a really strong lineup tonight. Uh, heavy on the regional stuff. We have uh, 20 beers on draft. 18 are available for growler. Because so give me a couple. I'm, other I'm in a half, rush, We have, man. We have other half. Also, you know, the, the go-tos right now have been industrial arts. Right now, draft only, but they're going to be canning soon. Uh, other half, all citra, double IPA. It, it flew. We got a second keg. And you'll put, you'll put that all on growlers? Yeah, everything goes in growlers except for Hill Farmstead. They have a very strict no-growler policy. And you can only serve in stemware, yes. Yeah. But and, then, uh, and then near you, is there, is there food where I can grab some food to go? Yeah, there's some great sushi near us. There's some great wings near us. The, the best bowl of matzo ball soup in New York City. 
is across the street from us, and that's not that's not a rumor. That's law. That's gospel. So I mean, there's, there, I'll there, go to Pony Bar Upper East Side. I'll get some Growlers Industrial Arts, other half, some matzo ball soup, and make, make it a liquid dinner. Yeah, you know. And what are the few teams? So if you guys are at the brewery in uh, in Schlafly's in St. Louis, you know, is, is there a Valentine's special tonight? Well, the uh, fish and fries is the standard go-to at the uh, Schlafly Taproom in downtown St. Louis. But since it's Valentine's Day, you cannot get out of there without having to uh, on-premise or to go the sticky toffee pudding, which is a famous dessert from the Udney Arms Hotel in Aberdeenshire, Scotland, where Dan Cotman's wife Sheena worked. All her sisters worked there. It's a dense date pudding with a caramel sauce and whipped cream on top. I had it at uh, my, uh, our rehearsal dinner years ago. Uh, as a dessert, and it is just fat. If you haven't had it before, Jimmy, I'll buy your plane ticket. Come to St. Louis. We'll put you up. <laughs> Actually, that's Fun what I time. want. I was waiting for you to ask me that. So. Wait, this whole this whole I'm show going. is about that? Okay, you got it. <laughs> and then, for, you know, over at Nunu's Chocolate, you know, what, what would be a good pairing tonight? Uh, well, again, yeah, we've got 10 lines, and all of them are available. Been, I've never on, been to St. Louis. In growlers, uh, and one of the others that doesn't want you to walk away with a growlers transmitter too. So you got to get those big. Uh, I, I hadn't heard that too. Yeah, um, but yeah, we've it's similar things. I mean, we've got most of them are actually featured in these chocolates that we're eating. But um, not that one, Jimmy. We've yeah, we've got a couple of uh, other halves that are that are going on. Um, there's a there's a a few barriers there's all kinds of stuff you grab a growler grab some chocolates and then we're we're right in park slope and in boreham hill there's a lot of different spots that you know you just kind of literally it's it's almost very european you go here for your beer and chocolate you go here for your meat we've got fleischers right across the street from us so you pick up some great meat there and then kind of travel on and, and some of your chocolates you know valentine's is a tough night there's one thing about new york city dining is like there's certain nights like you know, like a valentine's there's a lot of expectations and i'm really more about like you know what, what what's happening year round um that's what i like about our industry you know and beer week's coming up you know dan are you doing anything special for beer week have any brewers coming in yeah we're doing three big events we, we do the same thing every year for new york city beer week i think this is the eight, ninth or tenth annual new york city beer week we only pour for the 10-day event we only pour beer brewed in new york state it's sort of been our staple for the last 10 years or eight years this year we have events with uh greenport harbor barrier gun hill kelso peakskill and lic beer project so over the you know, nine or ten days of the event, we have a lot of local stuff going on. And then some some newer breweries, like Chelsea Brewery, came back. They were they did. They relocated to the Bronx. We've been pouring them. They have always had a very. Uh, I know you always carried Chelsea. Yeah, they, yeah. They, the great thing with Chelsea is that their beers are great. They, they're priced to move, and they always have a really aggressive cask program. And we do a lot of cask ales. So Chelsea, Chelsea's been great with that. You know, obviously they own their own cooperage. I know they're with Union now, but. We've always had an opportunity to sell a lot of Cascales from Chelsea, you know. That was one of the first beers that we ever used in a chocolate was their, uh, what was their stout? That was Black, so Hole, Black Hole Stout? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah, was Brewer Christian, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And Mark Smergian, I believe, now is the guy. And Will's right. He's getting excited over there. This is a great team here. So, Will, you know, are you in New York City as, as a No, rep? no, no. It's actually my, my, my first time uh, out in the city. It's pretty unreal this place that we're here right now i think i could think i could Roberta's pitch a tent outside yeah sleep here i'm gonna give a big shout to, to the owner of roberta's pizza brandon hoy i was talking at the bar earlier he was drinking uh an ninkasi kind of a red ipa they, they always have a great beer lineup on draft you know i had hill Farms said the edward earlier i don't know what did you guys have on tap here because Let's give a shout out to Roberta's. What did you guys have? You tried one of the Kolsch's. Well, I, I tried Long the Kolsch. Beer yep. Project. Yeah, when I walked in and saw Hill Farmstead, you know, we don't get that We don't get that stuff in the Midwest, so that's where my eyes went right away. That had a well, let's make a cheers on this day. Brandon cheers. Hoy, cheers. a great restaurateur and uh, yeah, pioneer, and they've been hosting. This is Brandon Hoy. Yeah, right, buddy. <laughs> hosting our studio out here for, for a while. But, um, you know, Justin, you know, for you, what you're doing – um, do you have? Do you have? Why don't you ask Andy a question about chocolate? Or Stephen a question about Schlafly? Because you're like one of my, you know, my deans of beer, man. Come on, I know you're why tired. Why you ask Andy? And you're also you're wearing silly uh, name tags. It's like, yeah, it's, it's are they spelled cool. wrong? They're, they're not silly. Oh yeah. 
Where's yours? What's your name again? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Senior Carbone. It's Valentine's. I'm incognito, but Saint Valentine Carbone. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> but and, and let's have this. Who has a question about chocolate or chocolate and beer? I'm always wondering. Like, okay, I'll ask the question. I have a question. Go, Stephen. Where's it going to be in a couple of years? I would uh, years ago. I would have said five years. Now I'd say two years because in the beer world, things are changing so quickly with the number of breweries opening. When we opened 25 years ago in St. Louis, there were 300 breweries in the country. There are now 7,000 licensed holders holders of brewery licenses. 5,200 of them are open, so within a year and a half or two, there'll be 7,000-plus breweries open. Uh, in the chocolate world, there's a uh, bean-to-bar maker in Columbia, Missouri, Patrick Chocolate. So we've seen the same kind of thing happening there. So I'll throw out to the uh, chocolate guys here, where's it going to be in a couple of years? Good a one. year. And, and yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing because when we opened 10 years ago, the one of the first things that you heard when people would walk up, they'd be like, "Oh gosh, why is it so expensive?" Mm-hmm. And you know, we never hear that anymore. Now we hear, "Is this gluten free?" Uh, you know, what <laughs> percentage cacao is this? All, all this other stuff that, that that plays into what we were talking about a little bit before, which is this kind of new, uh, very educated buyer that's out there that's that's making these choices about what exactly what kind of beer they're they're bringing home what kind of chocolate are they bringing home what are what's what food allergies are out there mm-hmm. um and that that's been kind of wild to witness in such a small time frame i mean a decade isn't all that much to see a, a very radical um change in in the way people buy and what you know are, and what they're able to bring home with them you know it, it's not this kind of specialty market anymore it's pretty it's, it's pretty widespread. I mean, we're not just in small stores anymore or, or just you have to visit the brewery. Like, you can find this stuff. I, I walk across the street at home to my key food, and I find Black Ops, you know, yeah. from, from Brooklyn. Like, mm-hmm. I find, like, all, all these, uh, like, very high-end beers that are right on their shelf. It's not just a six-pack of Bud. Um, and and you see friends uh, that you know my uh, my friend Bob McClure who owns McClure's Pickles his his pickles are right there right next to all this other stuff it's it's amazing how these things are just permeating like big chains and and you know the broad market it's because people care that's what that's what people want to you know people care more about knowing the guy and who made it and it's down the street kind of thing and. It's people care more. Yeah. Uh, you know, not just as an owner, but also as a, as a buyer. One of the things I've noticed over the years is that in 2008, 2009, if you wanted these beers, you had to go to a pony bar. You had to go to a beer table. You had to go to the Blind Tiger. You had to go to these places that specialize in it. Those beers now are all readily available in the deli across the street from us. And yeah. it's just about constantly staying on top of your game as a buyer and giving your patrons what either what, what they want or what you think they want. Um you know, the tables have sort of turned where you had to go seek these beers out, and now you don't need to seek them out because they're they're plentiful and they're they're readily available anywhere from a deli to a Whole Foods. So you know, you know the stuff I used to used to sell five, four, five, six years ago. I don't want to say it's old hat; it's still great liquid, but it's readily available. And it's, if people, I'm still going to try to draw people in and get people to come in. I have to provide them with something that they can't get elsewhere. You know. Yeah, and that's not a price point. That's just a, a you know an option of liquid. Now, this is great. We're going to have to wrap it up soon, but quick, quick run on in in St. Louis. Either Will or Stephen, uh, just name another brewery that you guys like that you recommend that's doing good stuff. I know who I'm going to say. I think we'll probably say the same person. If the civil life civil were halfway life, yeah, between my house and work, I'd probably stop there every day. Uh, I don't think a whole lot of beers are over five and a half, six percent English style mostly, and the people there are so mean. No, oh my god, they're the nicest, <laughs> nicest people, people cash in only, the world. They give you change in gold coins. It's amazing. And then Justin, on your night off, if if there's a a, a brewery tasting room in New York City that you want to go to, where would that be for Beer Week? For Beer Week, I mean, well, I mean, on my way home, the only one really is. Uh, other half, and I guess now Folk's Beer, which I've not yet gone to, but I need to. 
Big shout out to folks here. For you, yeah. Dan, on your list of brewery taste rooms, you'd recommend? Uh, we do these team camaraderie building things every year with our staff. We go. Of course, he does. We do, he does know, everything right, man. We go, I want to work for him. You know, we go to Brooklyn. We go to the other half. We know we go places. Next one on our list, I think, is Threes because we sell a lot of their liquid. It sells. It flies, and I've never been out there. And this Sunday, uh, Josh Bernstein's Can Jams at Threes will be there doing a, a radio show. It'll be fun. And then last, wrap it up. Uh, Andy, thanks for bringing all these chocolates, man. And we go way back. I remember when you and Justine were starting out, you used to sell wholesale to Jimmy's number 43. I'm so proud of you guys opening your third store in the World Trade Center. So. Yeah, thanks, Jimmy. Well, it's it's great to still have all these relationships that were there at the beginning. I, I, I loved always coming down and delivering to you guys instead of shipping to you because then I could just stay and have a beer and, and then, you know, get back going with my day. Well, that's what I like, self-distribution from everybody. So, And thanks, everybody, again. Just go around, everybody say your name quickly. Name and affiliation. Go Andy, Andy Laird from New New Chocolates. Stephen Hale, Beer Sessions Radio. Oh, sorry, that's not my weekly gig. Uh, Schlafly Beer, St. Louis. <laughs> You're taking over, Stephen. You're awesome. Blakely Loft, uh, New York City, Schlafly uh, sales rep. Dan McLaughlin, The Pony Bar. Will Rogers, Schlafly Beer. Justin Phillips, Beer Table. The Dean of Beer. <laughs> Love that guy. So, And check us out. For the, all the things we talk about, many of the guests on our show, uh, every year we feature New York City Brewers Choice. Com. It's the featured event of New York City Brewery for seven years. And it's small, intimate. There's food. And it keeps growing. There's over 50 breweries from the Northeast, most of them making beers with uh, regional grains and hops. And a uh, big shout-out to Grow NYC's Regional Grains Project that really powered this. And now uh, in New York City Beer Week alone, over 10 New York City breweries are making regularly now a smash beer, which is a state malt and state hop beer uh, just for Beer Week. So we've come so far... Uh, Thank you for supporting the radio, the radio show and uh, working with people like Regional Grains Project. I'd like to thank our sponsors at Union Beer Distributors for to bring this podcast to you tonight. So thanks to everybody again. We said their names, and thanks for joining me on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producer, Justin Kennedy, and our intern, Hillary Fast, and our engineer, David Tattashore. Catch you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> listening to heritage radio network food radio supported by you for our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events subscribe to our newsletter enter your email at the bottom of our website heritageradionetwork.org connect with us on facebook instagram and twitter at heritage underscore radio heritage radio network is a non-profit organization driving conversations to make the world a better fairer more delicious place and we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.